Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Might I remind you folks, uh, although Leon Tailoring is great for the tailor and ready-made clothing, they also have a good career services division for your young person, because before you know it, they'll be out heading off for interviews, for jobs, or for internships this summer, and you want to make sure your young person looks their best. You guys have invested a lot of time and energy and money in that college education, now it's time for it to start paying off, and Leon Tailoring can help you do it. They'll make sure your young person is dressed right for the right job, so they can make that right first impression. You know, I'm important that is. So swing on by Leon Tailoring, check out their career services division. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Well, we're talking about transportation, and we're honored to be joined by the former Secretary of Transportation and former Congressman uh, Ray LaHood. Uh, we're in the Peoria area this week, so Congressman, Mr. Secretary, always good to see you again. Thank you. Great to see you. Long time no see. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so uh, as former Secretary of, Trans Secretary of Transportation, you were in charge of the nation's infrastructure. How do you think we're doing getting our infrastructure back on track? Well, we're way, way behind uh, because of the fact that uh, there has been no new money for the last decade. Uh, America is so far behind in its infrastructure. Interstates are crumbling. America's one big pothole. Transit systems need money. We need money for rail. We need money for ports. And I, I really say that uh, President Biden has stepped up and uh, really provided the leadership um, to persuade Congress to pass a $1.2 trillion transportation bill, more than has ever been spent in the history of the country on transportation. And he was able to, because of his hard work, to get 17 Republicans in the Senate and seven House members in the U.S. House to support it. So it's a bipartisan bill. It's more money than we've ever had, and it's not just for roads and bridges. It's roads, bridges, transit, ports, uh, and, and, and many other uh, aspects. Uh, a, a big emphasis on uh, electrifying the country and putting charging stations uh, in around the country and uh, uh, with the onslaught of all these electric vehicles. So it's a, it's a very strong bill. And it has very st been shown very strong leadership from President Biden uh, and the Congress in a bipartisan way. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, the inflationary pressures on uh, road construction and, for that matter, gas prices for that matter? Well, look, at gas prices are at an all-time high. And uh, people are going to be thinking about a lot about electric cars as these prices stay up there. Uh, inflation is a is a terrible bane on on everybody, whether it's food, whether it's gas, whether it's uh, the cost of uh, now interest rates going up uh, and the cost of everyday uh, expenses. So uh, the answer is uh, the administration is working hard to try and figure out solutions to this high inflation. Uh, but um, as far as transportation infrastructure, we're well on our way over the next five years to improving our infrastructure in America. Oh, you talk about electric vehicles. Uh, as our, as our grid capable of handling uh, all those new electric cars that are out there? The answer is the grid is not capable of it. And uh, there is money in this bill that passed, the $1.2 trillion, uh, to upgrade the grid. And that has to happen. As more and more electric vehicles are sold, and as more and more people begin to drive electric vehicles, and as more and more states install charging sessions, 
charging stations all over the country, the grid has to be upgraded. In many cases, the grid is so antiquated and has not been upgraded. And uh, so, uh, but there, there's money there to do that. And I, I think uh, I think it'll be happening. Um, when we look at, uh, like I said, you know, uh, moving switching to electrical vehicles, I know one of the big debates uh, here in Illinois has been a debate of where I'm in, I'm in Indiana has been a debate over how do you charge? Because one thing to, to charge a gas tax, because uh, is, is, is it mileage use? Is it, is it the way of the vehicle? What's the best way to, to capture some of the revenue? Because electric vehicles do use the roads as well. I think what you'll see is a lot of creative thinking when it comes to um, trying to provide the resources as people begin a lot more people buy electric vehicles and begin driving electric vehicles. Uh, they they will uh, diminish uh, the, the the kind of uh, resources that will be available through the Highway Trust Fund. And when that happens, uh, we're not going to have the kind of resources that are needed uh, to really fund our roads and bridges. So I think you'll see Congress come up with ideas about uh, an additional charge for people who buy an electric vehicle, uh, maybe some other uh, programs like uh, uh, vehicle miles traveled, uh, where you actually uh, g get uh, resources from people on the number of miles that they're traveling. That's been tried in an experimental basis around the country, and so I think it's um, I, I think it's something that you'll see coming uh, very soon. Former Congressman Ray LaHood, also former Secretary of Transportation, with us for a few more minutes on the program today. Uh, when we look at our supply chain, and like I said, all those issues that also sort of feed into inflation, uh, is there enough concrete, is there enough, is there enough you know, roads, equipment, the things we need uh, to, to, to get this infrastructure built through, or are we going to just be dealing with supply chain issues as well? I think the supply chain issues are going to be resolved, and the reason I say that is this bill, this trillion, $1.2 trillion transportation bill, is, is going to be uh, re really implemented over the next five years. And I think as we improve ports, as we increase the capacity of ports, which now there's money to do, you're going to see opportunities for more use of ports. As you see uh, the, the improvements in our interstate system, that kind of improvement in transportation, I think, will relieve uh, the supply chain issues. It's not as if we have to spend all this money over the next year, all in 2022. It'll be spent uh, for the next five years. And I think that will give us the time to make the improvements at the ports, to increase their capacity, to have the money to increase capacity at ports that will relieve the supply chain issues. Uh, speaking of ports, uh we're in the Midwest, so we have, you know, Pure River ports, the Mississippi River ports. So in Indiana, we got the Ohio River ports, uh, Lake Michigan. How are our ports doing? Uh, they can be doing a lot better, and they, they will be doing a lot better when they can increase their capacity. Part of the problem is that many of these ports do not have the deep water ports that allow bigger uh, cargo ships to come into those ports, and as a result, uh, they're, they're really lacking the, the, the kind of uh, uh, opportunities to, to create the, the economic development and create the capacity. And so I think as these ports are able to uh, dredge their, their areas so that they can have deeper ports, increase the roadways, increase the rail into ports, uh, you'll, see, uh, you'll see lots more opportunities for our ports 
in in the Midwest area. A couple more questions. Let's go here. Uh, rail, mass transit. What should folks expect to see? I think there's uh, 66 billion dollars dedicated to rail. That means some of it will go to Amtrak to improve their current service. Some of it will go to new lines. Some of it will go to to states where they're trying to uh, in, increase their capacity and increase new uh, lines between cities as we're trying to do in Peoria and as they're trying to do in the, the Quad City part of, uh, of Illinois. So um, there's a real focus now on rail because of President Biden's vision, having been a senator and used the Amtrak service between Wilmington and Washington every day, he's a big, huge rail advocate and was able to get $66 billion not only to improve existing rail, but to create new rail service. Um, how do you think your successor, Pete Buttigieg, is doing these days? I think he's doing phenomenal. I think he's working very hard. And uh, what he's got that uh, s- some of us didn't have was an enormous amount of money and an enormous amount of goodwill and a good team of people helping him at DOT, uh, not only the political people but the career people. Uh, they're really stepping up and they're really trying to implement this uh, trillion point two, uh, $1.2 trillion uh, transportation bill. Uh, having been a mayor of a mid-sized city, he knows the needs of cities. Uh, he can relate to it very well. Having been a presidential can- candidate, he traveled the country. Uh, and so he, he knows where the money needs to be spent. Uh, final question for you. What do you think about our current political climate? Right now, I remember when you first got elected back in 1994. It was a, an entirely whole new, different, different world. But at the same time, you came, sort of came down that Republican wave that the folks were angry, uh, ticked off at Bill Clinton over health care and some other issues, the economy. Uh, what do you think has happened with our national discourse? Uh, well, it's it's we 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 are a country that's very divided. That's being played out uh, in Washington D.C. The previous president didn't help us much with that. Uh, He was a divider, not a uniter. And uh, I think President Biden has shown that he wants to bring the country together. He wants to unite the country. There are a lot of forces against that, uh, whether they be political, uh, whether it be social media, whether it be um, uh, other media. Uh, there, There are a lot of divisions in the country. But I do think that President Biden has set a very high bar for really trying to get people to work together in Washington. And he's had some success. The transportation bill is a classic example of it. But we've got a long way to go and to get our country united around the idea that when we are united, good things can happen. Indiana Congressman, former Illinois Congressman Ray LaHood, as well as uh, former Secretary of Transportation, sir. Thank you very much for being with us. We do appreciate yeah, it. Thanks very much. Well, This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.